All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. This week, we've got the Farmers Insurance Open. Um, and finally, we get somewhat of a little bit of normalcy. This event is going to be played on two different courses uh, through the first two rounds, the North and South course. The North course is much shorter. And then the final two rounds are going to be played on the longer South course. Uh, we already have the you know tournament breakdown pulled up here for you guys. If you want the more in-depth version of this, definitely check out that Sunday video that I posted. I'm going to be doing that throughout the year. So start to make that a staple in your weekly research process. But we can see here, this course does typically play harder because it is a longer course. Right around 15 under par is kind of the average winning score. Uh, for some reason, I think that they're going to be able to go a little bit lower uh, this year. And then the average cut line is right around one under par. Um, so kind of interesting there. Typically when it's right around one under par, I like to look at bogey avoidance as a key stat, just in terms of a player, you know, making the cut. Uh, key stats that we see for this tournament are going to be birdie to bogey ratio. I do like to look at this uh, 200 to 175 yardage range as kind of like a secondary stat. Then some of the other key stats we're going to look at is going to be ball striking, strokes getting to the green. And one surprising thing is that, you know, strokes game punting, that really isn't a key stat on this event. It's really about length and being a strong player off the driver. So we got that breakdown. Now let's get into kind of who are those players that are those strong key stat picks. So we got Justin Sell pulled up here, and this guy has been electric uh, key stat wise. Um, now he's only played four events, but as we can see, they're just stellar in the key stat department there. We can pull up Sam Burns, who Sam Burns was somewhat of a letdown as well for us last week, but he's still going to be a strong stat fit just overall. Really looks like he's going to be a strong stat fit. Uh, Emiliano Grillo, he's been really good strokes gain to the green. He's been really good. Uh, birdie to bogey ratio, total driving, ball striking, and bogey avoidance. You know, he really does seem like a safe play this week just as a whole. John Hutt as well. I don't get the, his price point. I mean, 7K for a guy that's going to be checking all the boxes once again this week. I don't really get that. He's a strong staff fit. Ranks top five this week. James Hahn, uh, not really shocking there. Siwoo Kim really had a spectacular week last week. Uh, and then we get into Harris English. That makes sense. Will Zatoris, that's, that, that makes sense. Uh, John Rahm's going to be up there as well. Um, Sanjay M, he's going to be up there as well. So, you know, you kind of get a theme of who are going to be the good stat ranks. But let's look at, you know, course history as to kind of really paint the picture of what type of course this is. So we see Adam Scott, you know, he's typically long strokes getting to the green. Then we get into Rory, uh, two top five finishes in a row, Bubba Watson, uh, sixth place finish last year. Tony Finau, three straight or four straight top 13 or better finishes here. He's a longer guy off the tee. We know that. John Rahm, longer guy at the tee. He's had three out of four top five finishes here. Uh, so that makes sense. Um, Charles Howell is a little bit shocking, but he's a guy that typically does play well at this time of the year. Uh, typically a strong ball striker and total driver. So not too shocking. Ryan Palmer, um, three straight uh T21 or better finishes here. He's typically got his long off the tee. Patrick Reed, kind of same thing. We, we get the theme there. You just have to be a long and just solid player overall. And then just recent form again to who are, who's playing the best golf. So we can see, you know, we don't have that many starts. A lot of these guys are just like one or two starts. So like Xander, fifth place finish at the STOC. Uh, same thing with John Rahm, seventh place finish. Uh, Francesco Molinari had a top 10 finish last week. That's his only start. Harris English, though, 32nd, first, fifth, and sixth place finish, playing great golf. Jason Day, this goes back to that RSM Classic 12th place finish. Billy Horschel, that was a little bit shocking to me. Seventh, a 24th, and fifth in his last three starts. And then Siwoo Kim, 
obviously coming off that victory that helps him a lot. Corey Connors, he has two starts in the last five weeks. That was a top 20 at the Mokoba and a top 10 at the RSM Classic. Uh, Tony Fino, fourth, 31st, and eighth place finish. And then we got Victor Hovland kind of rounding it out. A 31st at the Century Tournament Champions, which really was not that good, but a first place at the Mokoba. Uh, Max Homa, John Ha are kind of the guys that are rounding the rest of that out. And I just kind of want to point this out. Kramer Hickok as well, quietly been playing some good golf. He was a guy that we were going to be on last week, and we were on him a little bit. Him and, like, Austin Cook were the only two value plays that I felt decently about. So they kind of went off and popped. But let's get into that breakdown for this week. All right, so we're going to start off in the high tier like we always do. And really, to me, there are two kind of standout plays. Um, we can look at John Rahm. John Rahm is elite, guys. I think John Rahm and kind of Roy, but more so John Rahm, are going to be like Webb was, like DJ was, like Patrick Cantley was last week, where they are the highest priced player on the slate, but it is for a good reason. Recent form, we can see it. Seventh place finish at the STOC. Course history, just elite. Second, fifth, 29th, and first place finish. Key stats, all there as well. We just look at the chart as well. I mean, he really just popping all around. His only bad set that we have to worry about is that 200 to 175 yardage range, which with his length, I really don't think we'll have to worry about that with him. So I don't mind him. Then we get into Rory McIlroy as a play. Two top 10 finishes here. Now he hasn't had a start in the last five weeks for recent form data. And, you know, the stats that we're pulling in on him, they're a little bit skewed because the tournaments that he has played on here, on the PGA Tour have been harder events and some of these other guys that are getting stats on different courses, a little bit easier courses, it is going to skew the data a little bit. And that's where we kind of just have to, you know, use our mental game over the data there. We know that Roy going to be a solid play. Tony Finau, interesting. You know, he didn't win. He probably should have won. <laughs> he kind of come through in the clutch there. Still fourth place finish. Good recent form. Great course history here, guys. Going to be tough to beat that course history as a whole there. Stat rank, it could be a little bit better, but I'm not worried about him as a whole. I mean, he still ranks out as a top five play in the model this week. So really do like 20 feet as a play. And then Xander Schauffele. Xander should be playing better golf here. And this is kind of the mental aspect of playing at pretty much your home course. We typically see players either like really go on and dominate or miss the cut. I don't know what it is if there's more time on their hands or if it's less of a business trip then where they're not in the correct mindset that they normally are. Maybe they just overlook it, but... Xander is the ultimate GPP play this week, really. Uh, he is. That's just how it's going to go. All right, guys. So getting to the high-tier plays this week, you know, for me, it's really going to be John Rahm, kind of like it was with Webb Simpson, like DJ, like Patrick Canley, where that top-end guy is really just an elite play for that week. So it really doesn't make sense to fade them. John Rahm, you know, was one start in the last five weeks, had a top-10 finish at the STOC, looked good there. Um, really strong staff at all around. Uh, second place finish, fifth place finish, 29th place finish, and first place finish in his last four starts here. So obviously this is a course that fits his game, and the stats tell us that as well. Really his only bad stat is that 200 to 175 yardage range, which with his length, I don't really know if we have to worry about him ending up in that range that much. Overall, John Rahm is going to be a great play. I think he's really going to be that standout play that we've been on you know, the last four weeks. It makes sense that he is the highest priced player this week. Then we got Rory here. Um, really strong course history, a third and a fifth place finish in his two starts here. Uh, he does get knocked a little bit stat-wise, but we got to look at where the stats are coming in from. You know, those are two harder events that some of the other players that have been playing on, you know, other events have five or six or seven starts um, on tour thus far. 
those players are playing a little bit easier courses then and you know their stats are just inherently going to be a little bit better because they're playing on easier courses where Rory it's not exactly that so we kind of just got to use our you know mental game there and realize that yeah Rory is a little bit better stat fit than you know what the data is telling us this week so I really don't mind Rory as a play Tony Fino as well. Tony Fino has some really, he's really kind of just checking all the boxes. Three straight make cuts in a row. Elite course history, a sixth, a 13th, a sixth, and a fourth place finish here. He's a strong staff fit. Top 20 strokes gained T to green. Uh, ball striking total driving. You know, that could be a little bit better for Tony Fino, but overall that's solid. Uh, birdie to bogey ratio, 49th. Bogey avoidance, I wish that was a little bit better. And then strokes gained total, you know, 22nd in that. That's not bad at all. So, you know, our top three plays really do make a ton of sense. Um, I would really want to go John Rahm and then probably Tony and then Rory. Uh, just because we haven't seen Rory recently. And we saw recently with that uh, kind of recent form. You do worry about that competitive wise with uh, Scotty Scheffler missing the cut and Sam Burns. They might have just been a little bit rusty. Roy's, I think he's coming over on a plane this week. So you do worry about that a little bit with him. But overall, I don't think we have to worry about that. Then we get into Xander Shoffley. So Xander Shoffley to me is such an interesting play. So course history wise, he's missed three out of the four cuts here. And this is his home course. And that kind of brings in the bigger question. And you see this a lot with players where you get that home course narrative and either means that they're really going to get a top 10 finish or they miss the cut. It's one of the weirdest things ever. I don't know if it's like just the mental aspect of it where it's your home course, you're sleeping at home and whatnot. You're not exactly treating it like a business trip like you typically would, or there's just a little bit, you know, you got people in the area that you go out and see and you're just not as mentally focused. So, you know, Xander's going to be a great GPP play this week. We just can't play him in cash. We can see the stats here. The stats are great. Top 10 in strokes against the green, top 20 in total driving, birdie to bogey ratio, top 20. Strokes in total second. He should have a good week. That course history does worry you a little bit. Patrick Reed, I'm not going to be playing. Harris English, I really do like as a play. Course history could be a little bit better there. Um, you know, I'm going to continue to play him because, you know, I'm going to play him until he really lets me down. That's kind of just always been my strategy. Sunjay M. He's a fine stat fit. Don't mind him as a play. Victor Hovland, a little bit priced up for me this week. Uh, Hideki, I actually do like a decent amount. Um, you know, recent form, getting better. Three straight make cuts here at this course with a third and a 12th place finish. Uh, strong staff it as well. Good strokes can to the green. And he hasn't been putting poorly, but at an event where putting really isn't a key stat at all, something you really don't have to worry about that, Hideki becomes a much better play. So, yeah, I don't mind Hideki. I could see him going out and getting a top 10 finish this week. And then Matthew Wolf and Scotty Scheffler, you know, I'm fine if we end up on them. They're kind of shoulder shrug plays this week. Scotty was a letdown last week. Uh, Matthew Wolf, you know, he didn't play that well either. He made the cut, though, so good for him. But, yeah, both of those are going to be shoulder shrug plays. Don't think we have to go out of our way to play them. All right, we'll go down now into the low tier or the mid tier. Let me adjust the pricing here. Ah, got it. All right, so just looking at Sibu Kim, you know, I don't think we really have to worry about playing him coming off that victory. That's not something I really want to go and really chase. He played well. I wouldn't surprise me if he plays well again, but you just worry about that, you know, post-victory, I don't know, mindset there. It just It's not always there for them. Uh, Bubba Watson, you know, sixth-place finish here in 2020. I'm fine with it. Uh, Mark Leishman, good course history here as well. A first, a 43rd, an eighth, and a 20th. Mixed recent form, but it's getting better. A fourth, 24th, and missed cut. So trending in the right direction. 
key stat. It could be a little bit better, but Mark Leishman is kind of one of those, I guess, Justin Thomas plays, Matthew Wolf plays, if you will, where the stats don't always line up with him having like in a great week. You could say that with um, Roy this week where, you know, stats aren't exactly saying that, but we kind of know the player that they are. They can kind of adjust their game according to the, the tournament. Um, Cameron Smith, you know, I don't mind two straight made cuts in a row out of the last five weeks. He's made th- uh, four straight cuts here. Okay. Stat rank top 20 in the field, but where I really like a play here in this mid tier price point range is going to be Ryan Palmer 21st, 13th and second place finish. Um, pretty strong stat fit. It just in the key stats that we're really dialing in on, um, you know, 23 and 23rd in ball striking, uh, top 40 in strokes against the green total driving bogey to bogey ratio. Bogey avoidance could be a little bit better. Um, decent recent form. You know, Ryan Palmer, to me, really standing out as a solid play. Adam Scott kind of getting docked a little bit, uh, kind of the same way that Rory was, where you know the events he's played so far have been a little bit harder. I expect him to make the cut. I think Will Zatoris might be... People might just play him a little bit more than they should, but he is a good stat rank. He is a top 10 stat rank. It's a lot due to his strokes game total, uh, birdie to bogey ratio, and then strokes game to green. If that strokes gain T to green is going to be the way it's been so far this year, he could really go out and splash. Now, he did miss the cut in his one and only start here. And that's really it for me. I don't think we have to go out of our way to play anyone in this price point range. I will say Billy Horschel has been playing decent golf. Really mixed results here. It's just kind of a longer course, and that's kind of makes sense why he hasn't done entirely well here. Still making the cut, though. Not bad. All right, we'll drop it down into the low tier. I think there's going to be some chalk in this price point range. And it's just a matter of not if they're going to be bad chalk. So Cameron Davis and Cameron Champ, you've got the longer hitters here. So Cameron Davis, a third, a 31st, and a missed cut in his last three starts. He's made three cuts in a row here at this course, though. Overall, he's a top 30 stat rank play. Don't mind him. He's kind of a shoulder shrug play this week. And then Cameron Champ, we don't have to worry about putting with him this week. So if he goes out and you know plays well this week, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm just not chasing it. You know, Gary Wilden is kind of getting a lot of chatter. He might end up being chalk. Um, before last year, played well at this course. Ninth, a twelfth, and a twentieth. Maybe we're just writing off last year as a bad year for Gary Wilden. You know, golfers have that. Key stats aren't exactly there, just there just yet for him. But coming off of that break. He kind of mentioned that, you know, stuff was clicking a little bit for him. And he came out and had a top 20 finish last week. So maybe he goes on and have a, has a good week. I'm not going to trust that in cash. I don't think you should either. GPP only play for you. Um, if he does end up being chalky, I would worry about that a little bit. Corey Connors, I don't mind. He's a strong staff hit, top 20 in the field. I would much rather Corey Connors be chalk than Gary Wilden. That makes much more sense to me. Um, been playing well. Two straight make cuts in a row, like I said. Uh, top 30 finish here in 2018. Good stat rank, good in the model. I like him as a play. Then Sam Burns as well. You know, he, he did have that miscut last week, but I think that was a little bit of him just shaking off the rest. He had one bad round in the first round, and then he came out and dominated in that second round. We saw that. He was a strong stat fit. We can see it on paper here. Really no bad stats except for bogey avoidance, if you will, where he ranks 49th. I mean, all of his stats, all the key stats that we're looking at this week with him are top 50 or better. The only somewhat worry with him is that, you know, he hasn't had a strong finish here yet. He's made two cuts out of his last two starts here and then a missed cut in his first start here. So that would be the worry. But at this price point, I think it's going to be worth the risk. Taylor Gooch, another guy that's going to be a strong staff fit for you guys. Top 12 staff fit, ranks um, 14th in the model. I think he's going to be a great GPP play. 
Uh, made cut and missed cut in his last two starts, but he has made three straight cuts here in a row with a top 10 finish there. Emiliano Grillo, good stat rank. He's made three cuts out of four at this course. You know, strong stat rank, strong in the model. He keeps grading out really well. Um, he's just kind of a cut maker, though, so you can't always trust him for that upside. But you can't really go wrong here. He just seems like a safe play. He might end up being a core play just because he's a safe play for me this week. Charles Howell was supposed to make the cut last week. He did not. Um, not shocking because he hasn't exactly been the best stat rank. But he does have good course history here. Uh, three straight top 20 finishes or better here at this course. So I don't mind him. Shout out to, was it Brian who mentioned Max Soma? I forget who it was. One of the 95 members were mentioning Max Soma. And my initial reaction was like, I don't think he's in the field because he wasn't popping for me at all. And then I was looking at it a little bit more. It was during the Wednesday live stream. I'm like, you know, Max Homa is one of those players where he could go out and have a good week and it won't like shock you. Like if you end up on him in that specific tournament where there's higher variance, you know, it does kind of make sense. Um, I don't exactly see it this week with him, but maybe he's getting into that good recent form, a 21st and a 12th place finish in his last two starts. He's got to typically can hit it longer off the tee as well. So maybe that was a sign of things to come. Joel Dahman is going to be casually popping this week. He missed the cut last week. Um, top 20 stat rank, though. Mixed results here, course-wise. 55th and 9th, and then a missed cut. So decent, but key stat-wise, we can see it there. 77th in strokes gained to the green. 30th in ball striking. Uh, 28th in total driving. 28th in birdie to bogey ratio, and he's not making many bogeys. So for a guy at this price point range where you just want him to make the cut, I do like that he has uh, you know strong bogey avoidance. Doug Gim, you know, he's popping again. Uh, Doug Gim, I don't mind as a play. Top 15 stat rank. Top 20 in the model as well. Just he has all the key stats that you want to see from him. Of course, history-wise, a missed cut and then a top 20 finish. Overall, Doug Gim to me seems like a solid play at that price point range. James Hahn, good stat fit uh, this week. He's kind of a hit or miss. GPP playing only, but um, don't mind him. He's been playing good this year. So it wouldn't shock me if he goes out and makes the cut. Russell Knox, casually a top 11 player in the model uh, which surprised me really strong stat fit he's been playing decent golf this fall he's made two out of three cuts in his last five starts or last three starts three straight made cuts here in a row at this course so russell knox really not a bad play but now we get into some like really mispriced plays in this low tier cameron Trigali, matt <laughs> jones don't mind him and then john hub once again I mean, what's going on? I really don't get this. How was Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler chalk last week? And John Howe wasn't. Like, it, the logically, it didn't make any sense. He was a top stat rank play. He had good course history, especially for that price point. And he was in good recent form. And guess what? We get that again. And guess what? He had a price decrease. Like, what? He's almost a value play this week. After making the cut here four straight years in a row. And having three straight finishes of T. 21 or better like what like, like look at the stats here uh 20 person strokes getting to the green uh total driving 15th birdie to bogey ratio 14th bogey avoidance 14th strokes in total 32nd and then that 200 to 175 yard range top 20 in that like we don't have any reason to fade john ha this week and unfortunately as we've seen throughout this year repeatedly throughout this you know the 2021 pga season the reason to fade someone when you have no reason to fade someone, that is the reason because you have no reason to fade him. So that might end up being the problem with John Hud this week is that he's the perfect play, especially at this price point, and we have no reason not to play him. So that will be the reason 
not to play him, unfortunately. Uh, but let's get into the value tier here. Um, it's just crazy. And like the logic last week with him not being a chalky play was just shocking to me. But yeah, let's get into the value range now. So nothing really elite. Let's just see who's popping model rank wise and just kind of sort by that to see if there's anyone really going off. So Harry Higgs, let's see why he's popping. 30, yeah, I don't really trust it. Decent stat rank, 32nd stat rank, um, 21st in the model. That's because he had a good finish here last year. He was playing much better then. Uh, Matt Naismith, I don't think I can trust it. It's just been bad around the green, been bad putting. Just not playing well right now. He is driving it well, but that's about it. Justin uh, Sue. All right, let me know in the comment section, really. How do you say his name? I'm just going to have to look it up on YouTube and just learn how to say it, and then I have it down. But really strong stat rank. He's actually the best stat rank in the field. Now, he's only played four events, and that's kind of the reason why. But he was a guy that was supposed to be up there with those other guys in his class. You know, coming out of college, he was supposed to be the same as those guys. And he just kind of struggled in his first year. But now it seems like he's got it back, his game back. He's used to the PGA Tour and kind of how it works. He shouldn't be priced at 6.6. He should price be priced at like a 7.2K play this week. And he's going to be a strong GPP play, strong staff fit. If his game continues going this way, going to be a great play. I really like him. He's going to be in a decent amount in my GPP builds. Kevin Streelman, I don't mind. He's made three out of four cuts here. Um, two out of his last three cuts as well. You know, decent stat rank, 31st. I think he'll make the cut. JJ Spawn, I don't mind. Um, He's he's a guy that's going to be floating right around that cut line. So don't exactly trust it, but you know we're really trying to find a decent value play down here. And maybe we go with Kramer Hickok, who's been showing some good form. Uh, decent off the tee, nothing like that you want to write home about, but he's an okay um, value play. Let's go lower. Tyler McCumber. I, I don't know. I don't mind. 21st place finisher last year. Um, 40th at the American Express. He's okay. Um. Roger Sloan, I've not really seen it. Let's see if there's anyone that's just another elite stat rank play in the value tier and go from there. So, yeah, Roger Sloan, top 20. Martin Laird. Yeah, I'm just not seeing it. Anyone popping recent form-wise? Yeah, Kramer Hickok, Bo Hogg. Oh, that's not bad, actually. Let's see. Not a good stat fit. He'll probably miss the cut. Not a really strong stat play, but... For 6.6, .6, for a guy that's coming off at three straight top 30 finishes or better, that's not bad. You know, I think that'd be worth the risk. Yeah, we're seeing Wyndham Clark. He's he's okay. Robert Streb, he's okay as well. So, yeah, for me, Justin Sud there, I think he's just kind of the standout value play uh, this week. Yeah, it just makes a ton of sense to me. So, that's all I have for you guys for this video. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys are 9 to 5 members, just quick current call thing. If you guys stayed for the rest of this video, quick current call thing. Um, we'll be switching over to Discord chat here shortly. So I will be shooting out an email. Definitely make sure to look for that in your guys' email box because it will have a link to join it. And that will be exclusively for you guys. So I'm excited to get that out to you guys. Should be going live with that on Tuesday. So hope you guys enjoyed the video. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. If you guys want to join 9 to 5 Nation, the best value in PJ DFS is $10 a month. The link is in the description below. All right, thanks for watching, guys. And as always, let's keep cashing.